What do hedge funds tell us about 2023 and, more importantly, the year ahead? This is The Markets. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today, I'm joined by Freddie Parker, co-head of Prime Insights and Analytics in Global Banking and Markets. Freddie, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me on. So, Freddie, you recently published your annual hedge fund report, the current state of the hedge fund industry and the outlook for 2024. How did hedge funds perform in 2023, particularly compared to the traditional 60-40 allocations? And how did that compare with the year prior, 2022? 2023, I think it's fair to say, was a muted year in terms of performance for hedge funds, particularly when you consider the magnitude of the rally we had in markets into year end. Actually, if you look at performance at the end of October, both hedge funds and the 60-40 portfolio were up about 3%. And then we had the huge rally into year end. And after that, we had hedge funds up about 7 and the 60-40 portfolio up about 16 So a huge gap in favor of the 60-40 portfolio. And really the mirror image of what we saw in 2022 when we had a real challenge in the market and both equities and fixed income down significantly and hedge funds more or less flat. So protecting capital very well in that environment. Freddie, obviously we are in a higher interest rate environment right now. What are the typical expectations for hedge funds in a high rate environment? And did hedge funds meet those expectations in 2023? I would argue that the era that we've come out of zero rates was probably the worst setup that you could imagine for hedge funds, where you had everything up and to the right in equities and bonds, and really not a lot of room to add value in terms of alpha on stock selection or other security selection. If you look at history and and higher rate paradigms, generally speaking, hedge funds have done better in those environments. High rates tend to produce lower correlations between stocks, higher dispersion of outcome, and with that, more opportunity for managers to generate alpha. And the gap is pretty significant. Last year, we didn't see that being realized in practice. And I think a lot of that owes to, number one, the fact there was very little in the way of market breadth. We know how much of the equity market performance was explained by a small handful of stocks. The Um, Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven stocks, exactly. So Beyond that, I would say also the fact that we had a number of of violent reversals in the market. So March, for example, when you saw the real backup in rates in the regional banking crisis. So a few of those sort of major rapid reversals, I think, created challenges for hedge funds. But beyond that, we still believe that the overall high rate environment in the fullness of time should be better for hedge fund strategies. So based on this recent survey, which hedge fund strategies and geographies are most in favor in 2024? And how has allocator appetite evolved over the years? If you had to point to one strategy that's definitely in favor at this point in time and and has been consistently for the last two years, so we saw this in last year's survey as well, it's credit. And that owes a lot to the higher rates environment and the expectation that credit strategies should have a better opportunity set with higher rates and more dispersion of outcomes for companies that are borrowers. The big change I would say year over year has been within multi-strategy. And this has been particularly multi-manager. So we're talking about firms here where you have lots of individual underlying PMs who get hired paid on their individual performance, very diversified, often with leverage then applied to get to a a good return, and something that has delivered very strong and consistent returns for quite some time. We saw somewhat softer returns in that space last year, and we've also seen allocators slightly stepping back in terms of their interest there. So a huge amount of capital has been deployed in that space in recent years, and and maybe the, the new money into that space has slowed somewhat. From a regional perspective, there's one very clear trend, which has been 
over multiple years, investors stepping back from Asia and especially from China. So if you go back to 2021, Asia was the most sought after region by a wide margin. Every year since then, we've seen that interest consistently receding. And now Asia is actually of the three major regions, the least sought after. I want to stick with Asia for a second. The recent net buying in Chinese stocks by hedge funds is the second largest over any three-week period for the past five years. What's driving that? I think, if anything, you could probably point to the overall very low exposure that hedge funds have to China at this point in time. So they're coming off of a really low base, if you Really, will. I think that's the primary driver at this point in time. If you look at our overall book of business, so all the hedge funds that we work with from a prime brokerage perspective inside of Goldman, we have seen the share of China as a proportion of their net exposure to the market fall from a, a high of 15% in the middle of 2020 to less than 7%. So I think a lot of what we're seeing is really just a little bit of a sort of technical bounce off the bottom of that. The other thing that we that we see, generally speaking, is that over the last couple of weeks and into the Lunar New Year holiday, the pace of buying has slowed somewhat. So it remains to be seen whether this is more of a sort of structural trend or really a, a sort of short-term tactical one. Freddie, I asked you earlier about how allocators' appetite may be shifting between different hedge fund strategies, but I guess my broader question about allocators, of course, the, the pension funds and others who are investing in hedge funds, is how is their sentiment changing towards hedge funds themselves in relation to other kinds of investing? Overall, I think hedge fund sentiment remains very constructive. We haven't seen much in the way of flows to the industry in many years, and that's in spite of the fact that sentiment towards hedge funds for the last few years has been improving broadly. I think the problem that we have when we think about allocators' portfolios more broadly is there is a shortage of liquidity right now. And that shortage of liquidity owes a lot to the boom of investing in private markets that took place over the last decade plus. And with that, what we've also seen is with the slowdown in IPOs and the availability of liquidity for private companies, the return of capital to investors from their private portfolios has meaningfully slowed. And that then weighs on the ability of investors to reallocate capital elsewhere in their portfolio. So to sum it up, what we're hearing from investors is they'd like to do more in hedge funds, but there's not a lot of available cash in portfolios to deploy into these strategies. Is that investor base the people who are investing in hedge funds, is that base changing? It is to a certain extent. The one thing that you could point to as being a really meaningful trend is that pension funds as a share of hedge fund industry assets have fallen meaningfully in the last few years. And we don't think that really has a huge amount to do with any negative view that they have on hedge funds, but more a structural change in the way that pensions have been investing. Many pensions, particularly on the corporate side, and especially here in the US, have moved a lot closer to funded status. And with rates increasing, there's a natural drive towards moving into more of a liability matching structure, where they'll invest more in fixed income and, and use that to be able to pay their liabilities and de-risk other areas of their portfolios, hedge funds included. Freddie, your outlook is looking at the entirety of 2024, but I guess my last question for you is, what is going to be on your radar in the weeks ahead? So if we had to point to one thing, we are, and have been for a while, at a very high level of gross exposure for the hedge fund industry. And you can think of gross exposure really as being a barometer of hedge funds' overall risk appetite. So high gross exposure tells you that hedge funds are seeing lots of opportunities either on long or short sides of their books. Actually, we think a lot of the increase in gross exposure has been driven by more shorting. But overall, it's a very risk-on posture in terms of the opportunity set. We've also seen year-to-date very strong alpha generation from our client base. And so whenever we see extended positioning and strong performance, it always begs the question of, 
are we moving towards some moment where there could potentially be a risk unwind? So Wednesday this week, when we saw the CPI print come in hotter than expected and, and the backup in markets, all of those momentum reversals may trigger deleveraging from hedge funds, and that can then provoke some interesting risk dynamics in markets. Freddie Parker, thank you so much. Thank you. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, visit gs.com and subscribe to Briefings, our weekly email newsletter about the global economy. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks so much for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program may not necessarily reflect the institutional views of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part or disclosed by any recipient to any other person without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each name of a third-party organization mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates, is used here strictly for informational and identification purposes only, and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights between any such company and Goldman Sachs. The content of this program does not constitute a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the recipient and is provided for informational purposes only. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program or to its recipient. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this program and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage is expressly disclaimed. Our theme music was composed by Soundboard.